Welcome to Two Ages in the Facts, where University of Georgia's Family Consumer Science agents, Leslie Weaver-Thomas of Chatham County and Carrie Vandiver of Ware County, host friendly discussions on reliable, relatable, research-based topics on real-life issues. Hi, Carrie. Hey, Leslie. How are you? I'm great. How are you? Good. How are you feeling post-COVID? You feeling, feeling good? Feeling healthy? Yeah. I am feeling much better. I was just thinking that last night I was doing some yoga and could tell. I've, I've been able to tell a difference even from last week to this week. I'm three weeks. Oh, good. Now. So, yeah. I can, yeah. I'm, all, I'm just I'm back. <laughs> That's great. Thankfully, That's great. Awesome. It was real, real. We said that, but it was real minor for me. So, thankfully, I'm back. Well, good. Well, good. So technically today is, if you guys are listening, today would be what? What day is it? Valentine's Day. It's Valentine's Day. Also, Carrie's not favorite holiday. She's not really into Valentine's Day. So careful. But it is a day of love. So if you see someone today, if you're in the car, if you're in traffic, just smile to someone. Say hi. Say good morning. Just show a day of love and gratitude even not even just love but gratitude so let's spread the love today right right what are we talking about today for this valentine's day well obviously leslie we're talking about love (laughs) (laughs) of course of course what we got (laughs) all right leslie so again you're right valentine's day blah 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 okay (laughs) That's your favorite. It's not my favorite, but I know people love it. So I'm glad that they do. And I do like, I do like the cheesy little things. I, we've, I've said this before for the boys. I like it. I like friend things. Mm-hmm. I like hearts. You know, it's all fun. Mm-hmm. I just don't want to. Anyway, we're not going to get all of that. Um, <laughs> but most people do love Valentine's Day, right? So right. Um, everyone has different ideas and budgets, surely, for the perfect yes. time for their partner. Um, I'm not going to name any names, but someone was just telling me a story about how they asked their partner what they wanted to do this weekend. And he said he wanted, he was like, I just want to go hunting and fishing, maybe run the dogs or something. What do you want to do? <laughs> she said, well, you know, if it's Valentine's weekend. And he said, well, I, don't, I don't even think about that. She was like, well, I mean, I've had his present for weeks, <laughs> just hidden. <laughs> and he hadn't even thought about it. <laughs> Well, we maybe he doesn't think about ideas, it because right, but so maybe he has, and maybe he likes being in the woods with her. He likes spending time with her. They're a wonderful couple. They just everybody has different ideas about what to do, right? So, in his defense, maybe he hasn't thought about it because every day is Valentine's Day. That's right. That's right. Because they are always together and just mm-hmm. loving one another. So, <laughs> that's yes. right. <laughs> um, I get it. I feel that. But so, and speaking of that, the, the best gift really that we can give our partner or our significant other is, um, dedicated devotion to our relationship. So spending time together in the woods, that is dedicated devotion. It is. In a way to your relationship. All right. That it's almost too much for me. It just even saying dedicated devotion to your relationship (laughs) is almost too much. And you know, what's so funny is I, what I talk about relationship stuff all the time and I believe in it it's so important but it's still sometimes just <laughs> just too fluffy. Carrie's not mushy at all she's not really into the fluff like but it's so important <laughs> so we're getting into it all right um but it is true right this dedicated devotion to one another to 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 yourself as a couple is very important um and then it's up to both partners to make sure that's happening I'm about to share from a University of Nebraska extension publication that was written by Kathy Bosch. It says that one person cannot strengthen the relationship alone. It takes Mm -hmm. two working together to strengthen the partner relationship. Partners nurture their relationship when they offer mutual respect to each other in decisions that affect the family and when they care about the other person's feelings. Bosch reminds us that listening and sharing feelings are two communication forms that help strengthen relationships, listening and sharing. Leslie, both. Agreed. Agreed. So while it is important that we hear our partners, it is just as important that they hear us. 
And the only way that they can hear us is if we actually share with them. We've touched on this a little bit before, I think, right? I feel like I talk about it all the time. I believe we have on this podcast too. Um, No one can read your mind. I don't know what you want from me unless you tell me. Just don't. Words are there for a reason. Right. You have to speak them. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So not even the person that has lived in the same house with you umpteen years and raised three children by your side can read your mind. Because what you wanted yesterday is different than what you want today sometimes. (laughs) Not necessarily, but you know, like no one can read your mind. The person closest to you cannot. You've got to tell them. So here we are back to communication Mm -hmm. again. It seems simple. Communication seems like such a simple topic, but it really is not simple. Do you think it's simple? It's well, first of all, I can talk to a brick wall. A. B <laughs> communicate <laughs> communicating with your significant other can be very challenging and frustrating because it's kind of like, well crap, why don't you know? You you're supposed to know me. You should know this. Like right. why do I have to say every little thing? But you do. Like you literally, you literally do. Yeah. Because you want someone to communicate with you effectively and tell you what it is and not have you guessing. So you should return the favor. Exactly. Reciprocity here. And one of the things that gets in our way of doing that is that we're busy, right? We're busy with our yeah. our own things we've got going on. We're busy with work, uh, with being a parent, uh, grocery shopping, meal planning, whatever. We're busy Mm -hmm. doing all these things and we just don't stop Mm -hmm. to think like, I really need to communicate this to this person. Even like basic things, I sometimes forget. Like, I think Jeff and I both think that we've told each other something sometimes that we have not. (laughs) And then there's that. I told you that. No, (laughs) no, you didn't. (laughs) But maybe I would remember. Yeah. Yeah. But so anyway, we get so busy, right, that we forget about the most important things in our lives. That is communicating and constantly strengthening our relationship with our partner. So Bosch states that expressing feelings is the only way a partner can understand the other completely. Self-disclosure occurs when a person is their real self in the presence of others. It means that one does not walk on eggshells, but Mm. is honest and sincere. Feeling talk is the direct expression of feelings through words and body language. To, to be more satisfied with the way that you and your partner communicate, you have to be willing to open up to them and you have to be willing to actively listen when they open up to you. So when you're sharing thoughts and feelings or concerns with your partner, you should use speak skills. This is a nice little acronym speak. So okay. that's start with something positive about your concern. Take I like that. Uh huh. Pay attention to the words that you use, your tone and your body language. You are more mm-hmm. likely to be listened to if you speak in a gentle, non-threatening way. Right. I don't like to be yelled at. Does somebody else want to be yelled at? No. Right. <laughs> no. Watch or your, even like watch your tone. To. Yeah. Watch your tone. Right. Yeah. And your facial, your body language. Like mm-hmm. I have to work on that. <laughs> but yes, watch that. Very. Yeah. Me too. And you know, I love Jeff. I don't want to throw him under the bus, but that's one of the main things between us that he can't understand that any, like, I think I see him like huff and roll his eyes and walk away and seem frustrated. And he swears he's not doing that, but that's what I'm reading. I don't know. I mean, (laughs) so. And then that turns into an argument all by itself. Yes. Now I'm sad because I don't know why I'm saying Oh my gosh. All right. The next one is explain how you feel using details. Share how something makes you feel and what specific situations have upset you. Use an I statement to take charge of your own feelings. Name the specific behavior that concerns you and how that behavior makes you feel. So for example, I feel frustrated when you say you'll clean the house, but you don't. Or I don't know, that seems kind of, yeah. That's, that's a good example. I'm not going to try mm-hmm. to search for another example. That's a great example. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. A, avoid trigger words like always and never. Because he, he or she does not always not clean the house, right? They don't. Right. They clean that. Okay. Anyway. So well, I have to say Craig cleans, but he doesn't clean the way I clean. That's different. 
right? Yes. And you and like you put the clothes in different spots. Like it's just like, have you not been noticing? Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna so, touch yes. on that in our third. But I appreciate the effort, <laughs> nevertheless, yes. right? Yes. Okay. Okay. I'm learning. Uh, I'm learning. <laughs> Uh, all right. So back to trigger words, uh, trigger words are those that can quickly turn a conversation into a fight and everyone has a different set of trigger words, right? Always and never might not bother you like it bothers me. Um, so you have to recognize what your partner's trigger words are. Oh, it's so difficult. I, I just, I just thought of that saying, you know, like, oh, those are fighting words. <laughs> like, <laughs> yes. Or I you better. Your mama's I macaroni better. and cheese. What? <laughs> That's a trigger. <laughs> Right, right. Or you better. I better what? <laughs> you know what? My, you this is so crazy, but my trigger word is sure, especially in a text. And people use sure all the time. And no one seems to know how it affects me. <laughs> but when you say sure, me, after, I'm like, mm, I'm pretty sure you don't mean what you're saying right now. So, ugh. or after a long text, like you're trying to express yourself and communicate, and then they just seem like, okay. Oh, okay. Like you don't have anything else to say. Like, okay. I got your okay. You know, so these are things. And I promise you folks, we have healthy relationships. We like our spouses. <laughs> what is so. that's healthy? <laughs> you got to go. Right? <laughs> All right. And then the final, the final is, uh, K keep it brief. Okay. Then give your partner a chance to paraphrase what you said. Not okay. But have, you know, they can, We'll get to what I mean by that in the next okay. one, because similarly, uh, when, um, when you're listening to your partner share their thoughts and feelings, uh, you should hear, or you should use your hear skills for that. So that's another acronym okay. here. All right. So you, okay. you speak, that was the first one. And now you hear, and these are the tips to remember. So the first one is honor your partner's thoughts and feelings. Show your partner that you value them by listening and focusing on what they're saying, not on what you want to say next. This, this is not the time for you to share. It is the time for you to listen and show that you respect them. The next one is mm. empathize. Put yourself in your partner's shoes so that you can better understand and imagine how they may be feeling. Allow a difference of opinion. Even if you disagree, your job as a listener is only to listen to what your partner is saying and to repeat back what you hear. Do not judge your partner or share how you feel. And then the final is repeat respectfully. After your partner is finished sharing, repeat what they have said as closely to their words as you can. This helps you really focus on what your partner is saying. And that gives the opportunity too for you to, if you repeat back what they've said, then they can say back to you, yes, or no, this is what I'm saying, you know, which gives yes. you the opportunity to have that kind of active listening back and forth. This is what I said. This is what I heard you say. That's not exactly what I said. Here's what I said. Oh, this is what I heard you say. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. Agreed. Um, I like that. So this may be awkward, especially if you're not used to doing it, but this practice will definitely lead to a positive interaction between you and your partner that will nurture your relationship. Successful relationships have at least five times as many positive interactions as negative ones. So, Leslie, do you know where I'm getting most of this information from? Where? <laughs> Nebraska. <laughs> well, that, no, part of that was Nebraska. No, <laughs> no, the what I just did. Oh, I, oh let me guess. Let me guess. It elevates. Elevate. Right? Yes. Elevate. 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 Talk about elevate. All right. So, I'm just going to do a quick proud plug. Go to ElevateCouplesGeorgia.com and learn more about this amazing program that will help you and your partner become better communicators. That's exactly what this program is about. Yes. Speaking of great Valentine's gifts, this program is an excellent Valentine's gift for you and your partner. Plus a reminder, you both, you're, as a couple, you can earn up to $350 while enjoying date nights. Nice. Elevate. Y'all will not <laughs> stop encouraging you to check out this program. Check it out. Okay. That's good. Check it out, Leslie. Anyway, <laughs> back to, back to this great lesson. Okay. We need five <laughs> times as many positive interactions as negative ones. One key to creating and maintaining more positive than negative interactions 
is by noticing a partner's bid for connection. These bids are any type of request for connection to another person, like asking about your day or even what do you want to do tonight? Um, mm -hmm. Or like my friend was telling me earlier, what do you want to do this weekend? Um, reaching out to hold your hand, smiling or winking or a simple touch like a hug or a kiss. An article that I found from Kansas State University's College of Health and Human Sciences suggests listening for cues and picking up on clues that they offer. Um, Charlotte Shoup Olson, who was the Kansas State University Research and Extension Family Systems Specialist at the time that this article was published, said, missing such cues can result in missed opportunities that can distance spouses. Taking a cue can be pleasing to a spouse and also helps establish priorities in a relationship. Um, as an example, they offered a spouse mentions a news story about a celebrity and a new movie. Picking up on the cue, their spouse suggests checking movie schedules and arranging childcare so the couple can attend. The thoughtful gesture will likely get the couple's date off to a pleasant start. Olson stated, using cues to enhance your relationships is a learned skill and offered the same speak and hear tips that we mentioned above, plus a couple of others. They said, make thoughtful gestures such as please and thank you and everyday habit. Mm -hmm. And then also, if you cannot remain calm after a cue that you don't like, like if a cue leads you to believe that your spouse wants to add on to your house and you don't think that's a good idea mm -hmm. um, <laughs> um and, and it might make you like anxious and angry yeah. or whatever mm -hmm. if if something like that happens then step back and ask for time to think about what you're hearing do do set up a time to talk about the topic though rather than letting it simmer to the boiling point or being ignored altogether I think I spoke about that on our second episode of this season that you don't want to we can you can walk away from something but you have to schedule a time to come back to it and you have to agree yes. on a time like eh, I'm gonna walk away from that or if it's a cue maybe it's not an argument you're having anyway but you know just remember that if there's something that bothers you you do need to bring that up later yes. you do need to talk about it we do need to communicate so there you go healthy relationships are constant work but the work can be a lot of fun and is always worth the effort uh, so using these tips on couple communication will absolutely lead to a strong, nurtured relationship. Happy Valentine's Day, friends. That's perfect, Carrie. I like that. I believe the cues are very important. And it shows that you're actually interested in your partner and you're paying attention. Yes. I think that's great. Yeah. Yeah, that's good stuff. So we're talking about like communication and everything. But for couples and relationships, but before we get to become a couple or in a relationship, we have to find the guy. We have to find the girl. And how do we do that? We date, right? <laughs> I have forgotten how to do this. <laughs> Listen, we date. So we're going to talk about dating etiquette. And the crazy thing is dating etiquette has changed so drastically over the course of the years. Like, you know, before you could just walk into a store and see somebody say, hi, how are you? You know, would you like to go for a dinner? Would you like to go for a drink? Now it's like some people don't even meet face to face. It's all about like online dating, right? But can you still meet face to face? I, I would like to meet face to face. There's like a new show out discussing uh, how one of the dating apps, how the a female in the UK met women in the UK met someone. And this person was like a complete swindle. Like. He scammed them out of their money, got them in debt. They took took them on. They he took them on lavish trips, which that may be a little bit extreme. But these things happen. Like I feel like it's always great to meet a person um, face to face in person. And even if you do do online dating, you need to figure out a way how you can meet this person to figure out, hey, is this safe? Is the best idea? situation right. for me right before you go off with them for a weekend you should yeah before <laughs> you go fly across the country yeah. that'll be a good idea <laughs> so let's talk about dating etiquette yep. so i have nine i have eight uh top dating etiquette um themes and i've received this from a uh dating love to know by tamsin butler uh, it was a site, but also what I found here, which is so cool, our own Georgia 4-H, they have their own dating etiquette uh, publication, which I think is awesome think because we support, awesome it's 
it is important to teach our teens early um, how to date, what to do, what's safe, what's not. And this was done by Marilyn Poole and Cheryl Bonnardo. So um, I'm going to share a little bit of this. So here we go. Dating etiquette number one, don't be late. If you show up late to a date, um, half or an hour late with no explanation, you're already starting off on the wrong foot, right? So you're showing me that you don't value my time. You're not really interested. It's no big deal. So, and if you showed up to a date half an hour late to me, I probably wouldn't stay. What if I had Just an explanation? Like, like a real if, valid if, one. If you had an explanation, like someone hit your car on the way there, but if I'm there waiting on you and you just tell me, oh, my grandmother's sick or something. Nah, you, oh, no. she was sick but early like, this morning. I'm in Waycross. Right. I left in plenty of time, but still got stuck behind a train and wasn't able to take a bypass around. Is that okay? You better call me and let me hear the train noise. <laughs> okay. Like, make the effort. Okay. Uh, number two. And this correlates to UGA's 4-H um, publication of Show Respect. Courtesy manners speak volumes about your attitudes towards people that you go out with and your own self-respect. So yeah. if you're not sure that it's just clear respect and courtesy, I don't want to date you. I don't want to go to dinner with you. Right. Okay. Right. Number two, don't be rude. Uh, a showing up late is being rude. <laughs> Number three, which is very important. Don't get grabby. We're going to explain that later on, but you're on a date. You're meeting someone the first time. Keep your hands to yourself. Mm-hmm. Maybe a handshake, maybe a light church shoulder hug easy and with covid we may have the fist pump okay and And don't don't try to hold my hand at the dinner table right and i don't know you we're not having shared spaghetti plates yeah yeah that's not letting the tramp kind of creepy right (laughs) so yes these are the things all right and then number four ask questions we're going to go in details about that number five here's another date etiquette who pays first who pays for the first date we're going to discuss that Number six, look nice. You don't want someone to come to date, tell a date with you looking frumpy and you tried, you know, you put on your best stuff. You ordered an outfit from the Amazon. You just, you know, you, you got something on sale. You want to look nice. Look nice. Right. Be considerate. And eight, don't mislead. Mm-hmm. So here we go. If you show up to a date half an hour late with no explanation, you're already starting off wrong in the wrong foot. It's rude to keep anyone waiting, especially your date. If you, um, if you know you'll be running late, let your date know ahead of time. 15 minutes of the date that's supposed to be already happening, that's not enough time for me, okay? Yeah. Number two, don't be rude. No matter what type of day you had, be polite to your date. This rule is true whether it's your first date or your 81st date. Mm -hmm. Dates are supposed to be enjoyable and not uncomfortable. So if you're just dating, meeting someone for the first time and you're leaving the office and meeting that person for happy hour for dinner and you had a rough day at the office, don't come in there with an attitude because you're upset. You know, you're upset about what your director said or what your boss said, or you have to do something. Leave that at the office. Come to your date fresh and enjoyable. And if you can't get over it, don't go on the date. Yeah. Right. No one wants that vibe. Keep that away. And even if you're, if this is your husband or your wife, yeah. if you guys are going on a date and it's been a long day, the kids have run you rampant, leave all that there. Right. Cause you guys are going on a date for you and to get your own time in and to enjoy each other. So leave yeah. that where it is. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. This is the number th- number three, what we talked about. Don't get grabby. I like this because um, this is important for adults, for teens, everyone. Mm-hmm. Everyone has their own bubble and personal space. Respect it, right? Yeah. Respect people's yeah. bubble. So it says don't jump past the first base to third, right? Like we haven't even got up ready yet and you're trying to touch my hand. Relax. Unless you're ready to establish, you're already established a relationship with this, with this person, um, don't become all hands. Uh, the first one, the, this is one that's quickest ways for someone to get extremely uncomfortable, mm-hmm. right? In this day and age, we sh- um, there are a lot of stipulations and rules and boundaries to touching people. And if you kind of hop out there too soon, it makes someone very uncomfortable and it can give them the wrong idea about you, right? Yeah. Um, so be careful with that. Um, next thing, ask questions. Do ask his or her opinion and find out about um, the other person. Avoid a long monologue about your history, especially if it isn't followed up uh, by asking about your date's history. If you act as if uh, the date is all about you, um, you you may quickly find yourself alone. So I have a red flag. When I was dating, I did not like anyone to let me talk the whole time. 
because a, I felt like you're trying to get all my information, my business for what? <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm the kind of girl that watches like SSI or like NCIS before I leave law and before I leave for a date. Maybe not a good idea. Right. So I could be aware. So like, if you are letting me just ramble and talk, why? Right. That's a red flag for me. Cause I feel like now you're trying to, to like kind of size me up and figure out what works for me. And then, um, if you're not willing to share any information about yourself, what are you trying to hide? Right. So these are the things you want to know. And people get to know, can can have a sense of who you are from your cues of listening to how you're raised or what you experience or what you like, what do you like to eat? These are the things you have to know. Yes. As a first date, kind of like an interview in this day and age. Yes, it is. Mm -hmm. So you have to ask, right? Here's the big question. Who pays first for the date? If you were the person to issue the invitation and initiate the date, you should be the person to pick up the cost for the date. That makes sense. Blank, blank, period. Okay. Yeah. Hey, you want to go on a date? Cool. We'll go. You're paying, right? Uh, you don't. Have, you should not even have to state that. That should be just given. Uh, this is true regardless of gender, even though in the past it has been considered the norm for the man to pay for the date. So but in this day past, and age, ladies weren't asking men out either, right? So that's what I'm saying. It's a new world. Like, so if I ask a man out on a date, I'm asking, hey, do you want to go get coffee or get lunch or whatever? I'm going to pay for that. Yeah. Right. If you let me take you out for dinner, I'm going to pay for that. That's just common courtesy, right? Mm -hmm. But if he asks me, I would expect him to pay. According to uh, our UGA 4-H dating etiquette, it says, uh, again, if the person asks, they should pay. If after dinner, if the person suggests to go to a movie or a concert, um, then it's courteous for that person to offer to pay or you split that cost. I like that idea as well. That makes yeah. sense, right? Mm-hmm. Um, when a date just happens and it wasn't planned or asked, it is reasonable to share the costs. So let's say, hey, we're talking on the phone and we happen to be on the same side of town at the same time. Hey, you want to meet up for a quick bite to eat? Well, maybe we shouldn't have any expectations to pay for who's going to pay. Maybe we could both fight and pay for the bill or we could just pay for ourselves. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, and it says, when going out on a date, a lady should follow the lead of her date. Well, see, this is, I wonder what year this is made. So it's that the lady should follow the lead of her date on what to order. Example, if the guy orders a hamburger and does not order an expensive steak, try to be respectful of the cost and stay in the same price range of your date. All right, ladies. Let's Wait talk. a minute. Where is this? What? <laughs> Marilyn and Cheryl, here we go. So I'm the kind of girl, if we go on a date and the guy's like, I like to have a ribeye, side of potatoes, Brussels sprouts, and broccoli. I'm greedy. I'm going to say, oh, that sounds good. I have the same. <laughs> I'm, I'm not a salad eating kind of girl. So I don't think I'm going to just pick something lesser to go with that. And I kind of. Well, now, I'm just saying not to get something lesser. It's just saying if he has ordered just a sandwich, then you don't need the. Go order a specific steak. Okay. Yeah. And I get that for a certain extent. But also, if this person is doing that to kind of range and gauge the price of a date maybe we shouldn't be on a date leslie what such a gold digger <laughs> i'm saying the fact here if we're going on a date even if you can't afford the expensive meal <laughs> well take me to the ice cream shop or for coffee don't take Dude, me don't for- take me to a nice restaurant if i can't order why nice if okay so let's say for a That's date fair. of course uh, for your first date you're not going to go to like the roof chris I don't know, maybe, but maybe. I'm just saying your first date, maybe you, maybe you do like a longhorn, right? So if longhorn in this day and age, ladies and gentlemen, is still kind of pricey. Meat is high. We work in mm-hmm. ag. It's, it's not, it's not a cheap ticket anymore. So if we're going to longhorn, we're already expecting to spend something. And I'm the kind of girl, I'm not going to a steakhouse and getting chicken nuggets or chicken fingers. I'm going to get a strip. I'm going to get a filet. I'm going to get a steak. Right. If they don't know that about you before they take you out, then that's too bad. Listen, Craig and I went to dinner and <laughs> I was like, what are your specials? <laughs> Listen, we went to dinner and he was like, the waiter was like, what are your specials? They're like, oh, we have elk. I was like, oh, I'll take the elk. Craig was like, are you nuts? <laughs> you- market- oh, does so- the menu say market price? I'll have that item. <laughs> <laughs> right. Whatever that has no number to it. That's what I want. <laughs> right. So you have to be aware of when we go to these things, like, what are you going to get? So if we're going to Longhorn, the person may not get a salad or chicken fingers. They're going to get a steak. 
So if you get chicken fingers, that's on you. But I came to get a steak. Sorry. So so the better the better way to state this, I think, when we're talking about who pays, is if you have decided that you're taking someone out, if you have a limit to what you think you can spend on the date, then you need to gauge where you're taking them based on that. Because it's not fair. That's like not communicating. I, that's, you know, your, if yeah. your expectations are that I get a burger, so she's getting a burger too, then you either have to say that, which doesn't. I don't want, want a burger. Say, and or don't take her there. Take her somewhere. Where well, listen, her. if that's the case, please know, Carrie and listeners, that's our last date because it's not going to work for me. Because if I take I you think somewhere, that's yeah, because if I take you somewhere, I'm prepared to, for you to get the elk or whatever you want, because I offered to take you there. Right. Yes. That's just what it is. Yes. I've saved up. I've got it together. I didn't eat today. Like we're ready. Agreed. Don't go in there trying to rash me out. Talk <laughs> about, uh-uh, let's get the special. Don't do not two for 20 me. No, man. <laughs> not doing it. Sorry. Okay. So th- there we go. Next thing it says look nice consider your attire this means that when you go you don't have to blow the person's mind and like wear designer suits but you can wear a clean shirt press your pants look nice put on a belt right maybe get a haircut if need be uh dress appropriately for the date and show up with some effort for your parents if someone comes to the date and they're kind of looking sloppy unless they're like leaving work and you know they're leaving work that's one thing but like if it's we've planned this date for weeks out at seven o'clock we're here and you look like you just rolled out of bed i'm not interested leslie i what? went on a date in college and i didn't realize it was a date i thought i was just hanging out with a friend and we were going, we were just going to go to dinner and I, I just was not interested in this person that way. And I didn't realize he was interested in me. <laughs> so he comes to pick me up and he looks really nice. And I'm wearing like, you know, my university of Georgia t-shirt and a corduroy coat that's sloppy and blue jeans <laughs> and my duck boots. Cause it was raining. Yeah. Oh, not even a lace up kind of like the slide on LLB. Like they're good shoes, but they're not for a date. And then he took me downtown to, um, <gasps> oh, that Italian restaurant downtown. That's so good. I can't remember the name of it. But anyway, I know exactly what you're talking about. I go we there. Show I show up. About. We, we get there and I, uh, I, I don't know why I didn't pick up on the cues that this was a date. So we get there. We got, no, we were on campus. Like we went to campus and walked around, right? Just because that we used yeah. to do that kind of thing. And then we decided we walked to downtown. We went to Starbucks. I got a chocolate milk. I don't know why. And he got something. But then we walked to dinner. I think we're going to like a burger joint out of the grill or something. Right. And then we, we roll up to this. Like Marcella. And I looked at him. I was like, I'm not, I'm not dressed for this. And he said, Carrie, I know it's fine. And then he takes me in there and then we're clearly on a date. (laughs) And I'm not (laughs) talking about one because I didn't know this was a date. And two, because I'm not dressed. Oh, so even if you I don't know even if you don't think it's a date just always be prepared be prepared always be prepared always be prepared but he right? was still interested in another day after that but um well there you go he really liked you he, so yeah. always be prepared right <laughs> very good very good very good so next thing be considerate and this is kind of like I get this part when you go to dinner I'm not telling you folks to go in, in like in like order the elk with the first person you meet, you know, but be considerate. Don't get something that's crazy expensive, but I do agree. Stay in a medium, right? So be considerate. Uh, I'm taking this twofold, but this yeah. one is stating about me. <laughs> I can order elk with Craig. <laughs> and if you, and if you want lobster with Jeff, so be it. <laughs> so, so be considerate. So that's one part of it. And then also, when you're talking and you're on a date, make eye contact. Demonstrate that you're interested in your date. Be respectful of your date. Um, this is probably like an older, but it says like if you smoke or if you like have if you're somewhere like at a lounge and you like you're gonna have a cigar or something, maybe you shouldn't do that there. And you know, ask that person, would you like to go to cigar lounge or are you into this kind of thing? Be respectful. Don't kind of just like push that on them. You know. Um, uh, if you're going to take your date somewhere, don't abandon them or him or her, right? You should uh, have your date to feel important. For example, two things about this. If you go on a date, put your phone away. Do not be out on your phone, strolling through social media. Um, talk. They're talking to you and you're checking your phone. It's rude, right? 
be considerate of that. Also, we were just talking about this last night. If you're on a date and you see friends or so, you can speak to your friends, but never like leave your date and just go over there by yourself and talk to your friends. If you have to go over there and speak to your friends, take your date with you, introduce them. Hi, how are y'all? Keep it moving or just do a nice, a nice wave. And that's it to say, hey, those are my friends and be done. Okay. Don't mislead. Be yourself. It's very important. Sometimes when we get on dates, you know, we want to be the fake version of ourselves for you to like us, right? We want we want to put our best foot forward and sometimes trip up over ourselves. Be yourself, right? Don't pretend to be someone that you're not. You want to be present and accurate um, of your betrayal of who you are. Like you don't want to put you want to put your best foot forward, but you want to be honest. Okay, so let your date know who you are. Um, as Otherwise, kindly that's as possible. Be exhausting, right? To have to yeah. keep being not yeah, to keep up the lie, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, be honest and be real with yourself as honest as possible. Um, and just just keep it interesting. Be and keep it keep it interesting so and be true so you know you can have a real spark. Some people like kind of portray themselves as fake people or fake situations, therefore, you don't know if that spark is real, if you really like that person. So be honest, be be your true self, okay? But still have good manners. Now, dating etiquette for ladies. Sometimes women feel pressured to continue um, with their date, even if they're feeling zero connection with them. Uh, Check in with yourself and know that it's okay to be honest with your date about your feelings. If you ever feel uncomfortable or unsafe about a point or during your date, trust your gut. Very important, ladies and men. Trust your gut um, and remove yourself from the situation. Um, Always let a friend know your location prior to the date uh, to be extra safe and mean in public when you go with someone. So this is important because as an older adult, not basically like my teens or my twenties, I would go on dates and I really didn't like the person. And you're just kind of there, you know, just kind of going the motions. Mm-hmm. But as an older adult, I would learn halfway through the date, Charles it was very nice to meet you, but I don't think this is going to happen again. Right? Like, yeah, Carrie, it's rough Man. out here. Yeah. Let me I like that. <laughs> hey, a for safety reasons. But be polite about it, right? Be very polite. A for safety reasons. And I'm being considerate. Can I, so we're both adults. I'm being considerate. I'm not letting you waste my time. Or right? your time. I, or my time. I don't want to mislead you to think that this is going to be something that it's not. Right? And that's why as I get older, I've learned before I got married, but I learned like not to go on lavish dates, you know, the first date, date in. Would you like to go walk by the park? Would you like to go grab a coffee? Would you like to yeah. get ice cream? Yeah. Because in reality, at a certain age, you don't have that much time to waste and your tolerance is low, right? So you don't know what people's um, people's um, intentions are. So yeah. you have to really screen and just be honest with yourself and your gut and say, this isn't it. Right. So there you yeah. have it. Um, dating etiquette for guys. It can be awkward doing, during uh, the getting to know you phase, but be kind to your date and try to break the ice um, the best way you can. Small, thoughtful gestures are typically accept, appreciated uh, to show that you're a genuine and sweet person. Some people are not comfortable with the idea of men pulling out their chairs, opening those doors, or helping them out the car. Be mindful of that. And if in doubt, just ask, listen. I love a sh- shivery man. You Thank understand? You, so if you open my that. car door for me, or if you help me get out the car, you held the door. I had a guy one time drop me off back home and he, my trash was on the side of, uh, was in the front. Cause I didn't pull it back. You pull the trash back. I was like, Oop, this is a man. <laughs> oh, you understand? Yeah. Not the one. Listen, I wanted to give you a drill. Like I got some loose screws stuff too. You know, <laughs> that's the man. These are the things you want to look into, <laughs> look into, right? So those things matter. So men, shivery is not dead. Bring it back. That's right. For sure. And but, this is not but, just for- but just like this says, not everyone feels that way and not everyone is comfortable with that. So if you do, say you do open a door for someone and they, they should be rude about it. But if they indicate that you don't need to do that for them, then don't do it anymore. Right. I mean, yeah, don't make a big deal so. about it. And if, and if you feel like that's not right for you, that's not the connection you need, then like Leslie, said, just move on after the date. There's a woman out there who likes it, but if, but some my, people don't and just respect that. Right. So my favorite, my favorite 
phrase is, it was very nice to meet you. And when I say it, I say it as in, this is in. This is the benediction. Like, this is it. I believe that you do. Sorry. (laughs) And then a recipe for a great date. Uh, Don't get too nervous about following the dating rules, right? I know we just gave you a whole bunch of them. But don't get too nervous about following them. Um, And if you forget, there's some basic principles. Compliment your date. Every girl likes to hear, oh, you look nice today. Oh, I love your hair. Great shoes, right? Uh, This is a good chance for he or she to to show that, hey, you took some extra time to get ready. I see that. Find something to compliment. A simple, you look nice, can do wonders for boosting one's confidence. Or, you know, tell the guy, oh, you're so handsome. How handsome do you look today, that shirt? They like that kind of stuff. It works all the time, you know? So <laughs> try it. Ooh, send in a text message or something. It works. So <laughs> and then it's also important to maintain your integrity while you're on your date. If the two of you just don't seem to click, do not make promises that you'll see each other again uh, or that you will call tomorrow. A simple, hello, it was very nice to meet you, is the best uh, way to end a night um, that you do not have to repeat, oh, I'm going to call you later, right? Yeah. So, or, the, or that you don't want to repeat the night. The perfect way. Right. You know what I think about in this Valentine's Day? And I hope you guys, if you don't have anything to do with Valentine's Day, watch a movie with your loved one. The best Valentine's Day movie, and I cannot wait. Seafless in Seattle. Oh, you know, I consider that a Christmas movie, uh, but it is a Valentine's Day. I can see the Christmas movie, but it's definitely a love movie, right? Mm -hmm. Wasn't that great? And Meg Ryan messed up because she wasn't honest with Walter. She doesn't feel on Walter. He had allergies. He was allergic to everything. Like, Walter wasn't it, you know? And she kept saying, oh, Walter's great. I'm going to be with Walter. You didn't even like Walter. Well, she wasn't honest with herself either. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Go with your gut. Go with your gut. Go with your gut. Chase that man on the radio that you've never met. <laughs> that you're corresponding with his 10-year-old. Right. Leave the office. Go Very find your realistic. man. <laughs> That's your so, dream. There you have it. Yeah. So, well, thank you, Leslie. That was really awesome. So our right. final topic is... Leslie and I thought since we're all lovey-dovey for this episode, we wanted to get some relationship advice from people Mm -hmm. in our lives that we love. So we're just going to share a few things uh, that friends and um, Mm -hmm. uh, I got, I got things from my parents, some friends and my spouse. So uh, Leslie, you want to start with one? Sure. So I have a relationship advice from a very good friend of mine, Miss Jessica Jones. And the cool thing about her is I always say her and her husband have been together since the birth because they met in eighth and ninth grade and they've been together ever since. Right. So they have really good relationship advice. So this is what she says. She says, keep it fresh. Um, Always have a little bit of intimacy all day. If that's kisses, hugs, touches, always show interest. Right. Always date each other dress up and look nice for each other, right? Um, and keep it exciting, right? And be spontaneous and very adventurous. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, I think that's a good one. All right, okay. so I'm going to start with Jeff. Y'all know Jeff. Okay. <laughs> we love Jeff. So he sent me a few too. And the first one is my favorite. When your wife calls you and says, I need relationship advice for you from you for the podcast, do it now, please. Just do it. There's no reason to fight over it. <laughs> So then he says, uh, number two, I think this is, he's given me advice for what I need to do for him. Because the second one is always make sure there are plenty of IPAs in the fridge. Okay. <laughs> Pick up on the cues. Swing home. Right. Swing very, by on the way home. Very obvious cue. <laughs> uh, and then I told y'all about this before, but he did say, if you hang, now he calls little, the poofs that you, the, the sponge, the shower poofs. Yes. He calls them yes. falafels. So just sidebar there. If you hang your falafels on the same hook in the shower, put yours on the bottom to make sure their day is just a little easier because he does that. And then, and then the fourth one he said is always thank your someone for preparing a meal. And he is very good about that. No matter what, he yes. always thanks me um, for, for doing that. So, all right, there's, there's the Jeff advice. Okay. So since we're going with husbands, I'll go with mine. So this is from Craig and it says effective communication includes listening right? Listening for understanding and not response. True. Craig, is Craig reading my mind? (laughs) 
Carrie, you know he thinks y'all are friends. Okay, relax. We are. <laughs> <laughs> and then he says, compromising. Uh, don't just be lovers, be friends, best friends. Yeah. I agree. Perfect. And I do think he's he's my best bud. So yeah, I do. I, I agree with that. Yeah. Okay. What else you got? All right. And mine and Jeff's friend, Graham, who Graham, by the way, is always running me down because he wants to be on the podcast so badly. And I've, we've never invited him because I don't know of a topic, but we'll come up with one and have Graham on the Graham. Anyway, yeah. Graham says the best piece of relationship advice I have ever heard came from Ruth Graham. She said that behind every successful marriage are two very good forgivers. Ooh. And that is, I mean, right? That's a really Ruth is good deep. One. That's heavy. Mm-hmm. I have to write that down. Yeah. That's deep. <laughs> yeah. It's a lot of forgiving happening. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. That's he nice. also said, let me say this. This is really funny. He says, this comes uh, from a controversial figure, but I think it's an important concept. Now, I don't know who this is, so I don't know. Maybe okay. I should, I'm not going to say who says it, just in case. Okay. All right. So he says uh, that this one is, you should select a spouse with whom you must contend on a daily basis. And then he said, I think that is really interesting or, or a really interesting concept. I know that I selected someone like that and it has made me a much better person. Well, so that's pretty funny. Uh, I mean, that is good advice, right? You know, you, you're not opposites do attract, right? So you're getting yes. a little yes quarrel here and there. So that's good. Yes, yes. Okay, I have one from uh, my my college roommate Shanice Bethe, and I don't know if this counts for her because she's a therapist. So pff, she was all down to send this kind of stuff. So she says one piece of advice would be for dating is that you're always looking for a friend. Ask yourself. Can I see this person as a friend, a close friend, or a best friend? Two, can this person fit into my current uh, friend circle? Does this person have similar traits to my friends? Because you know what they say, show me who your friends are and I'll show you who you are, right? Mm -hmm. Um, This is by far the, the best approach because relationships are better healthy when built on a foundation of friendship, okay? Uh, She said, when I look back at the guys I've dated, majority of them, I wouldn't have um, befriend before, or I had to see them fitting into my friend circle. So yeah. there you go. And that kind of goes back to you being yourself around your partner at all times, right? Like right. being open to let your hair down and really be yourself. So I like that. Can this person be my friend? Can I see them around my friends? Does this make sense? Okay. All right. I'm going to give you a list here from mine and Jeff's parents collectively. Okay. Um, don't take bikes personally. Take interest in your partner's passions and interests. Very good. Have the same goals and desires. Work through them and make them work. And then, this is my mama says this. She gets too aggravated with my father. And she said, uh, she said that. And then she said, I think back to that wonderful, wonderful whirlwind time of romance. And remember how much I love him and how fortunate I am that we have each other. That's That's great. So always remember, I like that. I like that. Um, I have some advice from my program assistants um, here in Chatham County at FNEP. So Paris Wilson says, have set clear intentions. Uh, Being able to communicate effectively is very important. Uh, Deja says, Deja Johnson, she says, keep an open mind with your partner. Um, And then uh, Deja also, I mean, Paris also shares, make time for each other, willingness to adjust um, and have uh, goals within the relationship. Yeah, I have one more, and this is from Kristen, my uh, our friend Graham's wife, my friend Kristen. And she says, this is funny because you mentioned this earlier in my first topic. She says, grab hold of your spouse's positive attributes and allow mm. those to work in your advantage. Example, willingness to help, but not in exactly the same way you would. So at least, you know, they're helping. Mm-hmm. So yes, maybe yes. don't be so about if it wasn't just right. <laughs> yeah. We all can learn from yes. that advice, right? <laughs> yes. 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 All be right. appreciative. She says, know their love language. Uh, their languages may not be yours, but understand what they need. This is good. Sometimes you need to be intimate, even when you aren't in the mood. Good things usually result. <laughs> right? <laughs> okay. She knows something. <laughs> okay. Okay. 
Uh, and then she says, listen to your spouse's driving advice with a smile and an open ear. <laughs> so <laughs> I like the smile idea. Sometimes yeah. if we just smile, it'll make a difference. Yeah. And um, one thing my mom has always told my sister and I, and one thing she kind of uh, reiterated when I got, was getting ready to get married, she said marriage can always be hard, but life is hard. So that's no big deal. Right. But she said, one thing in marriage, always learn how to hold them and fold them. Everything doesn't need a reaction right then, right? And yeah. no one to fold and no one to be who you want to pay out. It's like a yes. poker game, right? So mm-hmm. always know how to hold them and fold them. That's good. So, this is all good. I think this was great advice. It was great. And y'all, this just reiterates, um, I've talked about it before and <laughs> you can learn more about this on Elevate, but... <laughs> One of the, one of the most essential things for having a healthy, positive, strong relationship is having, a, a, you know, your people, right? We've talked about that, your people around you. And Leslie and I have just listed off things that we were able to get pretty quickly from our people yeah. and share and about strong sound advice that they have with one another and they're willing to help you if you are ever in need with, with something, you know, yeah. with your partner and it, and it really, you will always be stronger if you have those sorts of people around you. Yeah. So, um, yeah. That's just something to, to consider. And thank you to our friends and family who sent us. I was just going to say that. Yeah. Thank you so much to those to share their advice. And honestly, Carrie, if it's okay with you, I think I'll share these tips and quote them on our Facebook page. Yeah. Just in case okay. if anyone's in it. And also I just got another message from Craig and it says, don't give up so don't give so much so soon. Leave something for the imagination. That's for men and a woman. If it's um, goals, interests, anything. So Yo. build on it. Yeah. So there we, we go. Also, it would be great if um, if our listeners, if you have a relationship advice you want to share, share Post it on our Facebook page. Yeah. Please, 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 please. Thank you guys so much. Carrie, this was fun. This was Happy Valentine's Day to everyone, by the way. Happy Valentine's Day. And if anyone needs a movie to watch tonight, Sleepless in Seattle will be great. Just yes. saying. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, Leslie. Thank you, Carrie. Appreciate it. Have a good one. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to Two Agents and the Facts. We will drop new episodes every second and fourth Monday of the month. Find us on your favorite podcast app and follow us on Facebook. The University of Georgia is an equal opportunity, affirmative action, veteran disability institution.